Welcome back to another episode of Key Factors Podcast. I'm your host, Mark Jones, and we're powered by ReviewMyMortgage.com, the largest index of mortgage programs nationally. And today, we've got a fun episode um, in the making. Um, we're going to be talking about risk. We're going to be talking about reward. We're going to be talking about all kinds of things, real estate, mortgage, um, life, um, and all the above, so to speak. But before we get into that, I do want to introduce my co-host, Matthew Stansberry. Matt, how you doing? I'm doing good, guys. Awesome. And then our guest, AJ Regattas. How's it going? How's it going? What's going on, man? Yes, thank you for having me. (laughs) So this is actually the second time uh, attempting this recording. (laughs) The first time was an epic episode, and we're not even going to try and remake that. Um, We're just going to fly from the hip. Um, we had some technical difficulties, but it was so good. We have to do it again. <laughs> it probably burned run up. It That's back. probably what it is. <laughs> yes. to run it back. Um, so this episode, I want to hone in on risk and reward. Um, and I've got some pretty awesome news. I want to kind of give to everybody, nice. but we'll, we'll do that as we move forward yeah. in this. So AJ, if you can kind of give us who you are, uh, where you came from, your your story in a brief yeah. synopsis, so the listeners know definitely, what the hell. Definitely. Uh, born and raised in San Antonio, been in the real estate industry for now tw- a little over 12 years. Um, you know, started a team about nine years ago and carried it for about seven years and then dropped the team and uh, opened a brokerage in March of 2021 with three agents. Mm-hmm. And now... We're first choice realty. We have sixty-seven agents. That's awesome, man. That is awesome. What an accomplishment! It's been good. (laughs) Uh, And and going through that, and I remember meeting AJ. uh, Both of us were super wet behind the ears. Yeah. Um, Matter of fact, we didn't have any facial hair. We were we dressed professionally all the time. We we were wearing ties in chilies, (laughs) y'all. So it's just one of those things that you look uh, back and. You got to go, wow, yeah, I cannot man. believe we're here. And all yeah. that time has passed and it goes by so fast. Absolutely, man. But throughout that time, we've taken risks. For you've sure. taken risks. For Matt, sure. you've taken risks. I mean, throughout this process, it's just one of those things that as an entrepreneur, as a leader, as a shaker and a mover, it you've got to come to terms with it. And yeah. there's some folks out there that may not fully grasp the concept of taking a risk, a calculated risk. Yeah. And there's also some folks out there that believe being wild and crazy is taking risks when it's just stupid. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, so as we get into this, I want to just go straight for it. What was one of the biggest risks you've taken mm. in, let's say, the last year? Obviously, maybe opening yeah. up the brokerage? Yeah, I would say opening up the brokerage and then signing that lease for the brokerage to have an office. Yeah. Because that was uh, that was that is currently the biggest expense that I have uh, on the on the P&L. So. Yeah, I, I can imagine. <laughs> and and what what I guess biting off that big of a nut, as we call it, mm-hmm. um, wh- what was that like? I mean, man. Nerve wrecking, man. Um, you know, so the thing about me is I've always been, honestly, I've always been game to make risks. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, I've, especially when it's only on me. Yeah. When I, when I factor everything, key factor everything. Amen. And, uh, and I weigh everything out. Um, if, if, if I look at the worst possibility that can happen from this is only going to affect me, then I'm down. Yeah. Right. But when I factor in, like now I got people on payroll, now I got other expenses. Now I got other people to worry about. That's where I tend to take a little bit more hesitation and and just think things through. doesn't mean I won't take that risk. It just, I really have to plan it out and think it through to make sure that I'm not going to affect anybody else before affecting myself. That makes sense. So, I mean, yeah. it's, it's, I think each person develops a threshold for the risk. Yeah. Um, and that threshold, in my opinion, should grow, yeah. but not because um, we're wild and crazy. It's yeah. y- you've got more experience. Yeah. You can be more calculated in the risk that you're taking. Absolutely, man. And, you know, like even within the brokerage now, I've, I've created and developed a leadership group. Okay. And so in the leadership group, it's compiled of like my top agents and, and what I allow them to do is, is we vote on decisions now cool. that, that will impact or affect the brokerage. And, um, and, and sure enough, um, you know, I, I rely on them a lot. I rely on their point of view and it's really good to have, you know, some, some high producing agents sitting at a table with me that we get to hear different opinions. And sometimes these conversations get heated, man. Yeah. <laughs> um, thankfully today it didn't, we just had one today <laughs> yeah. and thankfully it didn't today, but last week it got a little heated, you know, and, and, and that's good. It's all healthy stuff. But, uh, but it's just, 
I mean, think about it, man. You got top producers. Everyone's got an ego. Everyone's got a personality. So when you put them all together in one room and everyone's clashing with ideas and no, my idea is better. Or, this is yeah. why we should do this. It's like, it's, it's really healthy in my opinion, but, um, but it also helps, I shouldn't say eliminate, but minimizes the mistakes that I, I might agree. make for a brokerage. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, I agree. I mean, um, there is something that I incorporate in our team and what we do as not yeah. just me and Matt team, but our entire branch. Yeah. Um, and they're called rose and thorn meetings. And what yeah. we do is basically you've got to list all the roses, what was good within the month, yeah. the thorns, what was bad, and then the buds, what can come out of it. Like and that. it is, a, uh, it's basically a practice of conflict, but conflict with resolution yeah. because I'm a firm believer that conflict is not a bad thing unless yeah. it goes unresolved. Yeah. Um, we actually grow from conflict because I we're agree. facing whatever it is that could be an issue or was an issue yeah. to correct it. And if you've got people that are bought into your bigger concept, then I don't see any reason why we can't work whatever situation out. I agree. With like-minded individuals all working towards the same goal, it doesn't matter how long we stay in this room, but we're not leaving until we figure it out. Yeah. Are you game? Yes. Great. Yeah. Let's do that. You I know? agree. I like that, man. It's very similar to, I like how you break it down like that, but it's very similar to what I do with the agents. Now, um, I might hold my, I should say my producing agent agents mm -hmm. a little bit to a higher standard. Mm -hmm. So when they come to me with the situation, I have to quickly identify right away, like, okay, is this an emotional issue? Yeah. Or is this something that can be resolved? And also, have you already thought about, like, what do you think is the best answer for it before I chip in? You Absolutely. Know? Um, because I want to hear their perspective, too. And, yeah. and I also want to identify, is this mainly coming from emotional base? Mm -hmm. You know, whether it's a decision or it's a, it's a, a feeling or whatever it may be. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, man, I agree. It's, it, and then it's getting them back on the same page of, okay, so how can, what, what can we take from this, though? Like, what's the positive? What's the solution, the potential solution out of this situation? Right. Um, so I agree with you on that. Sounds very And you said something that I absolutely love, and I don't think enough leaders incorporate it, which I fell victim to this for quite some time until I changed my mindset on it, which is essentially, if you've got a problem, don't come to me just to solve it. Yeah. Come to me with a solution or yeah. multiple solutions yeah. so that I can also give my two cents or tell you which one is best. But yeah. if you're not coming with solutions, you're... you're shortchanging the process. Yeah. Uh, and and what I mean, the process is it's like us as leaders, we've been through some shit. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And that's how we're able to provide these solutions, but we don't have all the answers yeah. that, that we just don't. Yeah. Um, and for people to expect us to have all the answers, I think it's a false expectation because day one, I will tell my folks, I don't have all the answers, Yeah. but I need you to use your mind and think, right? I agree. Kind of goes hand in hand man, with uh, some news later. And it's crazy because we, we've had some very high producing leveled agents join us recently over the past few months. And, and I've noticed the questions are getting harder and harder. Yeah. Right. And, and it's good. It's healthy. In my opinion, it's healthy because it's like, man, I don't like not knowing the answer. Mm -hmm. Keeps you, <laughs> you know, on your toes. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I do not like not, I do not like not knowing the answer. And right. so when they come to me with a question just this week, man, I've had two situations come up that I'm like, damn, I've never dealt with that. Mm -hmm. Let's see how we can figure this out, you know? Right. And so, um, in a weird way, I get excited about it, you know? It, it, there's Likewise. that first initial feeling where it's like, uh -oh. oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> but then I get excited because now I get to, this is what I enjoy the most is problem solving, you yeah. know? And so, now I get to work on a new problem solving type of thing versus something that I've dealt with that's a problem solving issue that I've dealt with multiple times where I already know the answer. But now it's something where it's like, like you said, get, you're going to keep you on your toes where mm -hmm. you have to think outside the box and really put some thought into it. How do we figure this situation out and how do we turn it into a solution? Yeah. You know, so that's, yeah. that's great. Yeah. And it's a good practice. Um, now, let me ask, do you think that that hunger, that desire to learn, to get in those mm, tough situations, those situations we've never been in before. Yeah. Is that something that's innate? Is it something that we acquire? Is it yeah. something because uh, folks like you and I used to be running the streets? Yeah. <laughs> so at the end of the yep. day, how do you get close to something like that that still gives you that thrill? Yeah, But at the true. same time, it's, it it's, it's a... Um, productive yeah. member of society. Thrill exactly. I like the way you put this word It's a nice way to put it. More professional way of putting yeah. it. But no, I agree. I, I do think that there's a correlation there though, because um, 
it, you know, as you say, as a, as a team leader or as a leader in general, like you are defined through your experience and the situations you've been through mm -hmm. to where you're able to now pour into others. In my opinion, you're able to pull, pour into others. Um, but you also accept those challenges, you right. know, uh, I will never shy away from a question, even if I don't know the answer. Yeah. I will try to, I will figure it out. I will. And I have, thankfully I have a lot of resources, you know, I, I call just on one of these situations I had this week, I called a broker friend of mine that I, I often call at least maybe once a month. And I'm mm -hmm. like, Hey bro, what do you do in this situation? He's like, Ooh, that's a good one. He was like, <laughs> let, let me, me look at some of our problems. Yeah. And he's just like, thank you for sharing this one with me. Cause I've never, I was like, exactly. I've never gone through this. I didn't even know how to handle it. That's awesome. But, but versus someone that calls themselves a leader, that's just like, I don't know, figure it out, mm -hmm. you know? And, and that's not a true leader, man. And unfortunately I think we see a lot of that today. Of, of people that don't know That's how to lead. That's the difference between a boss and a leader. Elaborate. Oh, yeah, I mean, yeah. elaborate on that, Matt. What do you yeah. mean by that? Yeah, well, it, I mean, you think about it, your your boss is the one that you're going to take stuff on. He's leading the group, but whenever it comes down to problem solving, uh, taking things on, he's just going to push it off. Like, right. oh, y'all yeah. take care of it. Keep making me money. Y'all keep doing your yeah. thing. Mm -hmm. Whereas a leader's right there on the front line with you. They're, they're going to take it on, put it on, and just say, hey, all right, let's figure it out together. Yeah. You know, I'll figure some stuff out. You go do your thing. Let's come back and see what we get. That's right. so yeah. true. And right. you know, I'm, I'm not saying necessarily that's why, but I don't like being referred to or looked at as the boss. Wow. I really don't. You and I, me have I, something I, in common. I shy and away from that. we've never talked about that yeah, before. I shy away from that. You can ask him, JC, anybody in yeah. this office, do not call me that. Yeah, bro. <laughs> I'm like, I'm your partner. Partner, yeah. mentor. Partner. Um, uh, I don't really like friend because I, don't, I want you to see me as the friend second, yeah. <laughs> if yeah. anything. Because there might be a time we got to crack the whip. Yeah, we're not friends yeah. right now in that moment. So. And, and, and I guess, Matt, I wanted to ask, um, it's a small risk, but it is a risk nonetheless. When you don't know the answer to something, what is your response? That I'm going to go find out. Give me a little bit. Give me some time. I don't know the answer right now, but I will get it to you. And That's that good. in itself is a risk. Yeah, because it takes so long for people to understand that it's okay to say I don't know. Nah. <laughs> That's a good question. Yeah. Before I answer that, let me just be completely sure by checking with my resources. You but know, there's or, or so just, many people yeah. that will give that answer yeah. no matter what because they want to sound right they or want they want that to, instant mm -hmm. absolutely like, yeah. And it's like those types of things can't be sales driven. Yeah. You you've gotta got you've got to be the expert in that and. I guess, believe in your value and your resources to say, hey, I don't know the answer, but let me find out from my people and I will get back to you within X amount of time. Yeah. Now you are taking the risk and yeah. them saying, no, he doesn't know I'm yeah. going somewhere else. But what I found throughout the years of actually practicing this and coaching others to yeah. do the same thing is that people respect you even more. For sure, man. It's like, whoa, you're human. Yes, I'm human yeah. and I'm also honest. Yeah. <laughs> and they take that and they go, all right, no big deal. I don't need to go somewhere else because yeah. this person's not going to lie to me. Yeah, exactly. That part right there. Because if you lie and they catch you lying, you just it's lost. Done. It's so lost easy done. to catch someone in a lie these yeah. days. We've got cell phones. Yeah, exactly. Google <laughs> knows everything. I'm so overly ca cautious about that, man. <laughs> yeah. when, when the agents come to me, like I, I, I will not lie. Yeah. I won't lie. I, if I don't know it, I'm like, let me figure it out. Absolutely. Give, give me a bit. Cause your name is tied to that answer. Line. And so if you give them the wrong answer or if you lie, yeah. bro, they're not going to trust you no more. No, no. Like, and all it takes they're not is gonna one. look at you the same. So I agree with that. Yeah. Um, so in, in taking risks, I mean, risk prone, we were absolutely risk prone. For sure. Is it something that we build up to? Is it something that we just go, you know what? We took our first risk. It worked. Um, or is it something that, because in my opinion, I've lost a lot in life. Yeah. I, I lose every day. Yeah. And, and I'm, that's not just something that I say. It's a true thing. Yeah. I am the type of person that doesn't stop taking shots. Yeah. Um, because if you don't take it, you've already missed it. Yeah. And true. in that instance... I think I grew into taking bigger risks because I've seen myself overcome the smaller risks yeah. and continue to go. And the failures didn't cripple me. Yeah. I mean, same concept. Yeah. I would say so. You know, it, it, here's the thing too, though, man, is as you take, you, you kind of mentioned, you touched on it, that as you fail on some of these risks that you take, you also build up a tolerance mm -hmm. in a way. Now, of course, 
every risk is different, right? Yeah. The, yeah. the measure of the risk is different in every situation. But in my opinion, I feel like I've built up a tolerance to where it's like, you know, I tell myself, well, what's the worst that can happen? Mm-hmm. You know, if anything, yeah, it's going to be a costly mistake, but I'm going to learn from right. it, you know, and I'll, I'll never do that again if, I, right, if, I, yeah. if I'm wrong, you know, or if, if I fail at this. Um, but I, I just feel like we build up a tolerance to, or at least somewhat of a tolerance to where we just, um, oh, man. I mean, I think you said it right there is what's the worst that could happen. And yeah. some people don't even have that thought yeah. in mind. And yeah. what I mean by that is you thinking that first yeah. means, okay, I'm taking it to the extreme and working backwards. Yeah. All right. What's the worst that could happen? We could get sued. We could this and yeah. all of these things. Yeah. In order for that to not happen, what do I need to do if I take this risk yeah. to avoid that? Yeah. That's how our mindset True. works. We're we're already navigating those risks or worst case scenarios so that they don't happen. Yeah. Well, Whereas some people don't even think about it and boom. Yeah. No, you're right, man. And 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 kudos to those that pull it off. You yeah. Because sometimes I agree. they pull it yeah. off. I'm like, dude, he didn't even think that through. Probably. Didn't yeah. 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 But but I will say too is. Uh, and I'm sure you can relate to this or y'all can relate to this is I'm an overthinker. Mm-hmm. I overthink and overanalyze everything. Yeah. Everything. Doesn't mean I won't take that risk. Correct. Just I want to overanalyze everything to make sure that I'm minimizing my risk. Mm-hmm. Um, but dude, even in my personal life, I'm an overthinker and that kind of hurts me as much as it helps me in business. Yeah. It hurts me in my personal life or I should say my love life. Sure. Like it's a different factor because then I have to deal with the, Oh, why are you always overthinking it? And mm-hmm. you know, don't yeah. over stop overthinking it. And you're you're overanalyzing too much. And I'm just like, see, and then I don't know how to shut that part off. <laughs> <laughs> and that leads me to, I guess, a bigger concept mm-hmm. of a question, which is, is there such thing as overthinking? <laughs> if no one else is, I like to think of it as hyperthinking. Hyper, there we go. <laughs> extreme thinking. Extreme thinking. <laughs> um, but really and realistically. There's a lot of folks that will say, hey, you're working too much. Mm-hmm. Hey, you're overthinking. Mm-hmm. Hey, you're and, and that, in my opinion, throughout the years and hearing that and kind of disregarding it or taking it for what it is. I've realized that those people saying that are justifying their situation. Yeah, exactly. And it's one of those. Hey. Are we giving it more credit than it's due? Yeah. The thoughts of overthinking. Yeah, well, or are we just thinking? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. This they're is not how we shoes. think. Correct. You might be getting that response from someone that doesn't, like you said, that doesn't think it through. Right. So, I'm sorry. Okay. I've got a lot of options to weigh out right now, <laughs> but I'll get back to you in five minutes because this thing has to work. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, I mean, I, I, I want to spotlight that and I wanted to make sure that I, I, folks out there know that it's okay yeah. to think because. Yeah. If you don't, someone else will be for you. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and do you want to be in that position? Yeah. And as a leader, as a mentor, is that truly the position you're supposed to be in if you're not thinking? Yeah. Through? You know, man, I'll, I'll refer back to before I signed the lease to this office that I got last December, um, uh, I, I, was over, <laughs> I was overthinking on this other office that, we, that I almost signed on mm-hmm. that I fell in love with. Right. Like it was right off of 281. Like it was, it was huge. I, I think it's actually about the same size as the one I am signing, but um, it was a nice presented office where it even had a big training room in the back. Like I was just visualizing everything. Mm-hmm. And when they told me, you know, the price per square foot and the triple net on it, I was just like, man, I don't know if we can pull this off, you know? <laughs> and, uh, and I slept on it for a weekend, right? Like I just, I was like, let me think about this. And by the time Monday came around, it got taken someone's someone else got that lease and man the, it, it was one of those situations where the office had been vacant for almost two years and all of a sudden, all of a sudden mm-hmm. someone else came in and got it and i'm like yep so so then I, I stumbled across this opportunity with the office that we got now and i i, I jumped on it i was like no <laughs> we're doing it i'm getting it <laughs> well, then, and it worked out perfect man because i like this office better that's now. Awesome. like it's a better setting situation and for everything that we do with our first friday yeah. events like it's just better that's you know, the, so they say love the one you're with yeah. you know yeah um and, and i think that um i guess going back to what you were saying those of you that are listening that are still shopping for a home those of you that are listening listening that are realtors that maybe have never been through the experience of what aj just yeah. uh, depicted it is possible that a home could be sitting for a year 
And yeah. all of a sudden you're negotiating and yeah. somebody else scoops it up. Home buyer, yeah. uh, realtor, anybody like that. It, it, we are in a market to where 360 million people are candidates for one property. Yeah. It, it, people are yeah. coming from all over the United States and you never know when they're going to beat you out with cash or whatever the case may be. Yeah. Um, so the whole concept of go home and think about it, sleep on it, all that good stuff. I never yeah. steer anybody from doing that. Yeah. But I do also let them know that there's been many situations that if you feel like this is the right one, you should probably lock it up. Yeah. Pull the trigger. Sure. I mean, what do you got to lose? Maybe a couple hundred bucks in the option period. That's like, it. Jump on it. That's you it. know, um, I think a lot of, and let's talk on that a little bit with the Please. agents that have gone in the business in the past few years. I think where a lot of agents, a lot of those agents mess up too, with these situations that we're hearing about the house being on the market for so long. Now it's got a bidding war and now yeah. it's got offers. Um, I think those buyers agents are showing their cards. They're not properly trained, mm-hmm. you know, cause even in our trainings with my agents, I always tell them like, when your buyer walks through that property and they say, this is the one, let's make an offer. You don't go showing your cards to the listing agent saying, my clients love this one. Right. Um, we're ready to make an offer. Oh, but by the way, do you have any offers? What do you think any listing agent's going to say? <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, We've got we plenty coming I'll in. I'll run all over that as a <laughs> listing agent. So, you know, it's little things of just changing your wording by saying like, look, um, show my clients this property. The husband's in love with this one, but his wife is in love with another one, which is totally not true. Right. And I'll say, you know, they're torn in between which property to make an offer on. Um, you know, so I'm trying to sell them on this one because I think this is the better house for them. Yep. Um, but I need your help, you know, like, what can you tell me about the property? So I'm showing some interest. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying, Hey, this is the one we're ready to make an offer. I'm showing some interest. Help me, de- help me make my clients decide that this is the property. Now, if you still tell me you got multiple offers, there's a good chance there's, you do. Yeah. <laughs> <Exactly right. laughs> that that yeah. But if I, if I give a listing agent a thought of, Hey, you've been on the market for this long. You possibly have an opportunity right now to get an offer for your seller before you get fired. Like help me. What you help just me did help you. Yeah. What you just did was you recruited the listing. Agent. Yeah, exactly. Basically. <laughs> exactly. Hey, guess what? You're exactly. not playing for my team. Exactly. And here's why we'll both yeah. win. So and, it's just wording, man. Yeah. Wording that that a lot of agents aren't trained on, unfortunately. Wording so. and experience. So I yeah, mean, let's 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 uh, let's shift over to the concept of new agents in this business. That in itself is a risk that they may not have thought or foreseen um, coming to fruition. Because uh, I can't Mark. say that the bottom fell out because it yeah. didn't. Our values are still doing what they're doing. Yeah. Um, but you've got interest rates that are up pretty high inflation is up high which they mirror each other yeah um what do you think what, what, what i mean what do you think because you've been in the business i've been yeah. in the business matt's been in the business we yeah. can't really put ourselves in their shoes yeah but i would imagine that you've hired i've hired new to the business loan officers yeah and i can talk from that angle yeah but new to the business realtors what the heck do you think they're thinking right now it's definitely a different mindset man mm-hmm. so it's definitely different not only is the factor that it's a different mindset but it's also a younger generation of agents getting in the business where not only am i having to shift their focus but also kind of help them um in a way uh um oh my god kind of grasp reality like, like yeah grasp of reality mm-hmm. but uh mature there you go i need them to mature because everyone's in panic mode as a new agent right you know and and honestly man like i haven't i actually haven't talked about this yet but uh i'm starting to restructure my business to where i am going to be stepping back into production this coming year um because i've been out of it for the past year and a half since starting the brokerage sure. i've done a couple deals here and there um, but that hasn't been my focus. And now with everything that's going on, I see an opportunity, you know, and, and this is this is what we're used to, this kind Correct. of market that we're coming into to where all these agents in the past five years, they're kind of hitting the panic button where I'm kind of coming in like, here we go. This is, Let me this show is you my how ball this game. This is the fun like, stuff. This yeah, is where this we is, actually sell. Yeah, yeah. This is my ball game, you know? And so um, I am going to be focusing more on production myself this coming year um, or going into the new year. So what I would say though is... is um, it, it all starts with two, like, like you'll, you don't hear no negative talk in our office. So it starts from the top, you yeah. know, it starts from the top and works its way down. Even in leadership, when I had the leadership meeting this morning, I always tell them we need to keep a positive mindset, right. right? We've all slowed down. We see it, but we keep a positive mindset because these new agents seeing the top producers slow down and mm-hmm. freaking out. It's, it's only going to spread. You're right. And so we have to keep a positive mindset. And, and for the most part we have, you know, there's been one or two instances where I've heard an agent in the office you know, talking negatively. Negative. And I'm like, no, nah, we don't have that here. Like there's no That's talk awesome. like that and, here. And you have to nip yeah. that in the bud. Yeah. There, there's a concept that I use and it's bitch up 
never yeah. bitch down yeah. or sideways. Exactly. And if you feel like you need to, then there's a bigger problem there. Yeah. Um, because then you're not looking for solutions. Exactly. You're just bitching. Exactly. Really. But man, I mean, here's the thing. All you got to do is just work. It's true. That's all you got to do, man. That's, that's been the, I would say that's been the most frustrating thing that mm-hmm. I've dealt with. Um, when talking to the agents is, you know, everyone's like, oh, well, you know, it's so down, the rates are high. And I'm just like, fuck that. You just got to work. It's true. Man. Like it's you true. just got to earn your commission now these days. Yeah. Past couple of years, we haven't been earning it. You know, it's just, just falling, falling on, on our lap. lap. Yeah. It's just falling on our lap. Now we just got to, we got to actually work. Yeah. Get the phone there. and create yeah. opportunities. Yeah. Make phone calls, get in front of people. And like, Matt, if you could give us from your angle, because kind of like you were saying, AJ, I've stepped back from production for the most yeah. part to get going what we've got going um and it's going to kick off even more so uh when we announce our uh newest plan and all the good stuff moving forward but what matt are you seeing um because i see it from a bird's eye view but i'm not in the thick of things with you what are you seeing in this market right now i know that we recruit quite a few newer to the business agents to help them at least get their business going yeah um what are you seeing um, I, I would say that the the biggest thing I see now is I'm having to go back and now actually sell. Whereas before, like AJ said, it's things fall in your lap. We had so much production going through the pipeline that's like I don't even have time to make a a call to somebody to yeah. recruit. You like I right. I got plenty of business coming through. Now it's more so it slowed down. It reminded me of when I became a loan officer. <laughs> I had to make those initial warm and fuzzy calls, uh, create relationships. I had to create opportunities by calling listing agents, buyer agents, like, hey, what Come y'all on. got going on? Let's shake some things up. I can do this for you and create that opportunity or call the call a buyer and just say like, hey, were you looking at this property? Just kind of touching people throughout the process. Whereas, you know, last year it was like, man, things were just hang on to your seats. Let's go, guys. <laughs> like we're just throwing stuff into the pipeline. Contracts are coming in. And now it's like, all right, I, I got a low moment. I'm like, huh take a time to think about things and actually go and produce. Like now yeah. I can make calls. This is where I shine. I make calls, make some money. Let's go. That's yeah. so true. And, yeah. and and I want to give you a moment to talk about a risk that I know you took in joining us back in the day. Uh, and what sparked that is you mentioned you're having to make calls. Now, mind you, we've got relationships built, so you're, they're not cold calls, right. but the cold call that you made one day and the agent that picked up the phone and said what he said that led you to me take what, what was that like yeah, I mean, what, this? <laughs> yeah so yeah so let's, um, let's go through back so so company that i was with prior to they were making a transition and i just saw that a lot of their views was going the opposite it was like all right man y'all are like in the old times i'm trying to get with social media trying to yeah. market put myself out there and they would just shut it down i'm like Man, this is where this is where we're headed, guys. Y'all need yeah. to jump on this bandwagon, mm-hmm. or y'all gonna get left behind. Um, and you know, with this transition, I started reaching out to realtors, kind of giving them the heads up, like, "Hey, guys, this is coming. Just wanted to give you a heads up." And it led me to uh, Marcus Laffey, which is actually oh, okay, really yeah. good, really good partners with Mark. Uh, I had no idea. All I saw was like, "I done a deal with this guy. He produces. I'm gonna hit him up." all the time show him i'm available yeah i'm always there to talk to him i called him on a daily basis yeah i was like hey marcus what are you doing he's like matt you're calling me again i'm like yeah man it's me let's go what's what's happening anything new and he's like man you know and it got to the point where we we built a friendship but he he honestly i think with his years of experience just kind of like saw the ambition i had and he took that moment and said hey matt you know I see what you're about. You've showed me all these great things. You told me where your head's at, where you want to go. I think you need to have a conversation um, with a broker or uh, not a broker, but a branch manager out at Academy. And I'm like, I mean, I'm not opposed to it. I'll always sit down with somebody, hear them out. And he's like, okay, I'll set it up. And sure enough, he set up the meeting for me and Mark and Mark's out in, I think, Cabo or somewhere. And I just get all these texts through uh, Facebook and I'm like, holy shit, this guy has all of this stuff. And I started looking at him. I'm like, man, this is the things that I want to do. And he already has them implemented. So I was doing my research and looking things up. And I'm like, all right, come into our meeting. And Mark asked like, hey, where are you at in production? I told him where I'm at. And he was like, all right, well, you're honest. And I'm like, yeah, of course. Like, what what are we talking about? Oh, you pulled his numbers? Yeah. yeah. (laughs) And he's like, you're honest. And, you know, we started chatting, whatever. And 
you know, we got an appetizer. We started, then we got food and started eating, hitting it off. And Mark just sat down. He told me, you know, after I asked you your numbers, typically is when I'll wrap up a meeting and let somebody know like, hey, you know, we'll, we'll look into it. But he said, that's why we got to the main course. And he's like, I wanted mm -hmm. to get to know you and know what you're about. And I think that you would fit in with what I'm trying to build. Nice. And at that point, I'm like, Give me the papers, man. Where I need to go. I'm sold. I'm, sold. I'm like, you had nice. me at hello. No. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it, it, it definitely um, changed my direction. And I felt like he implemented so many things that I was trying to bring in to the, um, so, uh, like I mentioned. But it, it, it just goes to show that I took that risk on him. And it actually slingshot me. Fast forward, like, what I had in my timeline, like five years. I'm like, yeah. whoa, man, like this is happening. It is happening so rapidly. And it was just roll with the punches. And right. I think it was one of the best risks that I have taken in my career as a mortgage loan officer. And that was awesome for you to, to identify that in the conversation or even after the fact, instead of thinking you're making this call to get a lead, you know, from this agent, like it's, oh no, there's a potential opportunity for me yeah. out of this too. Like, and, and I agree with that's that. Important. As, that's as, important. As a mentor, I saw that yeah. too, in the sense that others making those same similar calls, because it happens every single day, they've got one mission on their mind, which is, I need to get business from this agent, get yeah. business from this agent. So you saw an opportunity that, okay, I can still get business, I can still make these calls, but let me see what this is about. Why? Because it could be an opportunity there. Yeah. Um, so I applaud you for that. And fast forward three and a half, almost four years later. Oh, man, we're already at four. Four and a half years? Yeah. Just like Dang. that. Just like that. Time flies when <laughs> you're having a good time. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. man. Love what we do. You know, that, that's it's, so it's <clears throat> funny you say this, man, because this is exactly what we were training on this week in, in, in the office with the agents was when we're making those calls to, to sellers, potential sellers, don't just get shot down right away when they say, oh, I'm not looking to sell my house. That's okay. At some point, you are going to be looking to sell yeah, your house. Absolutely. Even if you say, hey, AJ, I'm not looking to sell till next summer. That's okay. But let me get in the door now. I'm not going to show up at the listing agreement, try to get you to sign any paperwork. Let me get in the door now. Let me add some value and prep you and give you some pointers on how to get your home ready so that when next summer comes, you're not scrambling at the, at the last minute. But oftentimes, I find where I save sellers thousands of dollars mm -hmm. from not doing things to their home that they thought they had to do. So, yeah. so I'm leading with value, getting yeah. my foot in the door. And now it's up to me every month to just follow, follow up. Hey, up. how's that paint coming along in the living room? How's that update in the kitchen that you were talking about? Now, that's why I tell the agents too, when, whenever I, I rarely go now, but whenever I go on a listing appointment, the agents like, can I come with you? I'm like, you can come, but it's not a traditional listing appointment. Right. I already got it. Like, Correct. <laughs> I'm just going to sign, the, get them to sign the paperwork Absolutely. or, or to... Usually in most cases, it's, hey, AJ, can you come by and check out the house? We're ready to list. And we just wanted to see if you can come take a look at it before you schedule the photographer. Mm -hmm. That's most of my conversations with sellers. These, right. Or, but you know, that's you, how that's it's right. been. You created the value up front. Up front. So, so now yeah. they're like entrusting you. Yes. So here going forward, it's like, all right, do your due diligence. Just follow up with them. Yes. And then at the end of the day, when it's ready, you capitalize and they're yeah. ready to go. Yeah, you're not competing against anybody at that Absolutely. point. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think that that's newer to the business anyone newer to our <laughs> business um don't take the value that we we preach about seriously yeah up front yeah it's they're trying to figure out a way to get the deal done or get them to sign or this mm -hmm. and that before they've even shown them any value yeah it's kind of i relate it to lead generation these days yeah You've got people that are doing these ads and Facebook and things of that nature with the pretty picture and they click on it and immediately ask for your name, phone number, email. <laughs> well, where's the value? Yeah. I'm not, not going to put my information in yeah. if I don't. But where's the value? Yep. Um, so I relate that same thing to what we are doing in our tasks and our everyday lives in this market. Yeah. In this market, what would you think are a couple of things that would be big value ads um, for anybody? Man, there's just some simple ones for, um, now are we talking about for agents or for agents and in, in general, because so, I, I, I just have a feeling that in markets like this, we've got to go back to the basics yeah. for the most part yeah. while adding the new stuff in to for make sure. your systems better, to make your process better. For sure. 
Um, but it's hard to to wave shiny objects if you don't know what the basics are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Farming, man. Yeah. Farming is is crucial. There's not enough agents doing farming because mm-hmm. we haven't had to, you sure. know. And so so farming and and think about this way: the tax bill is going to be coming out soon. And so what's going to happen? Everyone's taxes mm-hmm. is going up on their property. They're mm-hmm. going to have a payment shock, and everyone's going to be freaking out. So why not be doing follow-ups with these sellers or, or potential sellers sure. and say, hey, let me just uh, offer you a free CMA just to show you what your home is worth. Keep, keep it in mind and keep it in consideration. Just those simple conversations that yeah. we used to do back in the day true. that we haven't had to pull out of the treasure chest for many years that now we are going to have to. And yeah. the quicker that agents can realize that and recognize that, the better off they'll be. The ones that take forever because they think that just making a post every day on social media is going to cut it. Yeah. I'm sorry, it's not. That's so yeah. true. Some of, some of the newer agents that I work with, they ask me like, Matt, you know, do you got any leads? Do this. And I'm like, what have you been doing? I see you do posts. Are you getting anything off of it? Some of them do, some don't. But then I ask them, how many calls have you made? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, you know, well, I've been working on my posts, doing this. And I'm like, how many doors have you knocked on today? <laughs> yeah, dude. I'm like, you need to go back to the basics. Yeah. I'm pretty sure if you knocked on a hundred people's door, you'd get one. Yep. Right. I'm like, yep. the odds are in so your favor. True. It's so true. And, and it, it goes back to a point that I have mentioned on here before, but it, there's no reason not to. You can put social media, tons of it, content, yeah. content. But if you've got nothing behind it, the actual boots on the ground, it's not going to go very yeah. far. Yeah. Um, and I use Stephanie Paxton as an example. Mm. Mm-hmm. That lady is relentless on the phone. She she's does not give a shit phone, who dude. she's calling. She's calling she's you and she's going to convert you yeah <laughs> and we're not talking uh, recruiting it's it's she's looking for business she's yeah. looking for opportunity because she's the expert yep. she'll pick up the phone and call somebody out of a phone book and I'm, find uh, out opportunity. i'm willing to bet she's the best cold caller in san antonio for, real, for the that. real estate industry man um I, i've chatted with robert many times about it and and he'll tell me man she starts at 7 a.m 7 30 and I'm like, but we can't call till eight. He's like, she apologizes. Yep. Like she just, she <laughs> no wants joke. to be the first yeah. one to call. Yeah. And, and man, she, he, he goes, she doesn't stop her calls for the day until she gets like, I forgot how many knows. Like she treats it like a game. She sure does. And it's like when she, this is what separates and, and defines a top producer though, compared to the average agent or the agent that's great on social media is yeah. she turns it into a game where that agent, as soon as they get the first no, they freeze yeah. and yeah. they stop. Yeah, this ain't for me. I'm gonna go back to social media. Yep. Where her, I mean, that's why she's selling, and she's a luxury agent, and she's selling these big listings because she's doing the she's doing the hard work. That's you know, true. She's out there, and it, I so. go back to the risk and reward thing. Some may see making those calls a risk. Yeah, I see not making those calls <laughs> a risk. Yeah, I agree. Does that make sense? It's like I a agree. reverse mm-hmm. risk. If you don't do it, yeah. you should. I, I was watching what was it the other day, and they said if you think that the the tab for taking that risk is large, wait until you get the tab for not taking it. Mm-hmm. And it's like, mm-hmm. whoa, that's a concept it's right true. there because you'll never know. It's true. And if you want to live with regret, if you want to live with coulda, woulda, shoulda. Yeah. Then you probably should have. Yeah. <laughs> or I'll should not. S- I'll say this too to a lot of real estate agents and loan officers is it's more crucial right now than ever who you're surrounding yourself with. Because if you're surrounding yourself with other real estate industry people that have the same mindset as you, yeah. all of y'all are going to fail. That's so true. Like, and that's why we're going to see such a big, I should say, influx, fall a fall off, not yeah. influx, but fall off of, of loan officers and real, especially realtors. Man, I mean, I haven't looked at any graphs or anything, but if I had to guess, I would say by the end of the first quarter, with the way things are going, close to 40, maybe 40% of a fallout Drop of off. real estate agents. I agree. And then um, the same thing's going to happen with the lending world. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, we we have to do double, triple the production you guys do to make the same kind of money. So yeah. I'm, I'm foreseeing that happening as yeah. well. Yeah. Um, our margins are shrinking. You've got leaders in our industry that are... Um, some doing the right things with the money, some not. Yeah. Um, some becoming illiquid and yeah. some leveraging too much or not leveraging enough. Yeah. And that's where you're seeing large differences in interest rates. You're yeah. seeing um, some situations where you can't even price in a loan without charging the borrower three, four points. Yeah. Well, that's not right. So yeah. something on the back end needs to be fixed yeah. to make that proper. Yeah. Um, but that being said, I think I think now would be a good time to mention uh, the next biggest risk that I'm taking yeah. um, as a leader and as a mentor to uh, 24 total employees. Um, I'm thrilled to say that we are um, uh, 
departing from Directions Home Loan. Uh, and and it's it's a bittersweet. I, yeah. I appreciate the last three years that I've had with the company. Um, but uh, with this market, the way things are going and the plans that I have for a national presence, yeah. um, we will be launching uh, my own DBA, which is going to be I Think Mortgage. Nice, man. Um, and uh, we're on board. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, me yeah. too. <laughs> I like that. Um, we, we kicked around a lot of names. And at the end of the day, um, when you've got people that are out there um, thinking about buying a home, thinking about refinancing a home, thinking about anything to do with your home as a money driver, well, in all those case scenarios, I think mortgage. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. Um, nice. So Congrats, I'm excited. Man. Thank you. Thank you. And I'm excited about the next chapter. Yeah. Um, to be able to take everything that I've learned to this point, 11 years in the business, um, started other businesses off of that insurance, um, online, uh, lead generation, education, all of these things nationally that now it's time to incorporate them yeah. because the market is asking for it. And there's plenty of people that are not, they're not there yet, yeah. unfortunately. And that's okay. Yeah. Um, I wish them the best. I'm, and I'm, I'm talking about everybody that is not there yet. Yeah. I wish you the best, but just know that we're ahead of the game yeah. um, and have been for a little while. Um, what is the, what is the saying? Uh, drink from the cup, drink from my chalice. <laughs> is that Jesus? <laughs> oh, Jesus. Oh, but uh, yeah, it's, it's a risk that I believe um, some may see that don't know me as, whoa, and yeah. some will go makes perfect sense. You know, man, I'm glad that you went with it, though, because that was that was my big risk, too, with with first choice. You know, um, I, I I think I relied a little too much in the beginning uh, before I made the decision. I relied a little too much on the feedback I was getting with mm -hmm. my thoughts of sharing my thoughts with people. And I had like 50 50. I have 50, you know, I have 50 percent saying, oh, I don't know. I don't think this is a good idea. Not this time, you know, not not with what's going on. And. Then I had the others that are like, oh, yeah, you were meant for this. Like, yeah. if there's anyone that can do it, it's you. And, you know, like, and and I took that risk yeah. and I did it, you know, and thankfully it's been good. And it's, you know, that's the continuous. Yeah, that it's we're just growing and growing. So that's good, man, because I could only imagine you probably had some <laughs> doubters or maybe not doubters, but just people that are saying, are you sure you want to do this? And, and, and I think that that is that's a good conversation because me at the point in my progression of being a leader uh, with the mindset of a producer, making sure that everybody is taken care of. It's not just my decision. Yeah. Um, I have a great group, uh, including Matt. Um, I've got my operations manager, Jackie, who were involved in this from the get go. Yeah. Um, that I wanted to make sure that I know I only think one way and I do my best to overthink things, yeah. but it's still different perspectives that I need to have. Yeah. And I don't listen to anybody else's other than my wife's. I, I mean, I will be honest. She's, she's got great perspective and usually sees things different than I do. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's why it works. Um, but I feel like it was the perfect opportunity to capitalize on something that not everybody is afforded. Yeah. In this, in this sure. business. For sure. Um, so that being said, I mean, the, the risks aren't necessarily risks at yeah. this point. Yeah. They are risks to others, yeah. but we use the word risks when that's just doing what we do yeah. when it's supposed to that's be true. done. That's is, true. Is that, that yeah. makes too sense. much to say? No, that's no. true though. The way you and say that. I'm just that. thinking about this right now. That's I mean, true. is that too much to say? That's true. Um, I agree with that. Because with yours, yeah, it was a risk, but it was also the next step in your progression. Yeah, for sure. Right? For sure. Um, and there's a lot of folks that, maybe have been presented that opportunity because their level of production, yeah. uh, maybe because of their um, clout in the industry, things of that nature, yeah. and don't capitalize on it. Yeah. But for you, it, it was an eight. This yeah. is where I'm going. I'm going to continue to move the needle forward. Yep. And this is what it looks like yeah. in moving forward. Oh, for sure. You know? For sure. Um, so let's see here. What do you want to talk about? Yeah. Let's talk a little bit more about the industry right mm -hmm. now. Because, you know... I, I truly am uh, concerned, you know, for for a lot of agents because yeah. I don't think a lot of agents either they don't grasp what's going on or they have a an idea of what's going on. I'll, I'll think about it this way, man. Like when I got in the business in 2010, you know, I, I heard about the recession. Yeah, but I didn't really know what that meant. I didn't know what it was going to feel like. 
I just knew I was excited to get in real estate. Right. You know, and, and mm-hmm. even till this day right now, you got agents that are, you know, that I'm friends with on social media that are saying like, oh, I just passed my exam. And I'm like, you have no idea what you're yeah. walking into. <laughs> hey, hey, but if that's all they know, man, they're yeah. they're ahead of the curve. So, so it's like, right. this is all I know. So you're right. It's true. That could be a good thing. Yeah. Right. Because they're not experiencing. True. They haven't had that taste yeah. in the past couple of years of what's happened. So mm-hmm. that could be a good thing. Uh, but we also got to make sure and identify, um, I think too, like how to best prepare them. You know, that's, here's where I say too, man, like when I, I'm on average, I'm meeting with about three to four agents a week and, and sitting down with, with about, about the brokerage, joining the brokerage. And, and I always tell them, it's the same thing that I say to sellers in a listing appointment when they tell me they're interviewing other agents. I say, good. I encourage that. Mm-hmm. Right. When, when an agent says, you know, I'm interviewing other brokerages or I'll even tell them, I recommend to go talk. If you're saying I'm the first one, yeah, go talk to other brokerages, at least three or four, because the most common mistake I see a real estate agent make is they just go with the first brokerage they they, they meet with. Right. You know, uh, same as a seller. They tend to go with the first agent that they meet mm-hmm. with, you know, and, and it oftentimes ends up being a mistake. And mm-hmm. so um, exhaust your efforts. And, and I'll never say, oh, we're the best out there, which I know we're not, you know, sure, but sure. I'll never say that, you know, I'll never lie. I, I'll tell them like every brokerage has their niche. Go find out what that niche is and see which one best fits with what your goals are. Right. You know, um, and then and but then I do add in a little something at the end where I'll say, and then once you have interviewed them, come back. And you do come back to us, at least I know you felt hundred percent confident there in that you decision. You know, and, and that's confidence in what you provide yeah. as value to yeah. be able to do that. Some people yeah. shy away from it. Yeah. Some people will not encourage them yeah. to go and do that because no, they're they scared. sign right here, sign they're right here. Fear. Don't that's go right. until you sign. Mm-hmm. Um, so that being said, I mean since we're having the market that we're having, yeah. do you foresee something happening kind of like what took place before the last wave? And, and I'm going to call the wave of agents probably around, let's say, 2010 to 2012-ish, 2013-ish. Yeah. Prior to that, there weren't anybody new getting into business. No, there wasn't, man. Because we had a big old gap of, <sighs> man, everybody's a bunch of old dogs in this. Yeah. I've been in the business 20 years. Da, da, Bro. Da, da, da. Right? So <laughs> when I got in in 2010, I think the average age realtor was 52. Okay. So I think I was the youngest one in the office, which I was 27 at the so time. So think about that gap. Yeah. <laughs> and I think, uh, if I correct me if I'm wrong, I believe it was about in San Antonio, the Board of Realtors, it was 4,500 licensed real estate agents. Makes sense. At that time. Now- over 17,000. Mm-hmm. 17, 18,000. Um, and yeah. then, yeah. And then I have, I believe five agents that are under 23, you wow. know? And, and so, yeah, there's, there's a lot of younger agents mm-hmm. getting in the business, which can be a good thing. It, I agree. Um, I agree. You know, it but, can be a good thing. But what I'm thinking is because we're not going to see the market get better in yeah. regards to interest rates yeah. for at least, I, I don't know if I knew yeah, a, a year, year two years, yeah. three years, I don't know, yeah. but we've got to get inflation under control. I'm uh, an advocate for it. I don't want to see the little man be totally left behind because yeah. of this. Are we going to see a big gap again? Because you're going to have the newer agents that just joined in the last two, three years, year yeah. that are either going to make it, but very few are actually going to make it. So yeah. there are going to be a lot that fall out. The 17,000 yeah. may be cut in half by 40%. Who knows? Yeah. And then until there's another craze yeah. or until, um, because I, I'll be honest, social media made selling houses cool as shit. Oh, for sure. Right. You don't see no one talking about the 20 offers anymore. No. <laughs> in the so 20 offers so that therefore they got. it's like, okay, are we going to see another age uh, generation gap in that profession until the next one comes. I do think it's possible. I do think it's, po- but then again, man, I don't know. Cause a lot of the younger generation are living with their parents right now. Uh, yeah. And so a lot of them don't have bills, yeah. you know? And, That's and so, so true. there's a lot of young agents that I have that I'm, I'm checking on them mm-hmm. and I'm like, well, so what do your expenses look like? And they're like, oh, no, I'm good. I'm, I'm living with family. And I'm like, all right, cool. <laughs> drives me insane, man. And one of them's like, I want to go buy a car. I'm like, don't do it. Like, <laughs> yeah. don't get it. Like, just be good right now. Like, right. just, just chill and, and just work, you know, yeah. don't do it. Um, so, so really depends on the spending habits of mm-hmm. a lot of agents, new or, or seasoned, you know, um, I, I think that, that there's going to be. So you're saying the concept, uh, like when I got in the car business, what was it? 12 years ago, something like that. In my interview, Gino Jamali shout, shout yeah. out <laughs> said, Hey, how, how, what's your expenses? This is in an interview. Yeah. I said, uh, I just bought a house. I've got a car payment and I've got one credit card. I'm planning on getting married, but that's all the debt I have. He said, Papa. <laughs> You need to go buy more things. 
what? So wait, you came from the car business too? I was in the car business. No shit. For, What'd you do? I was uh, finding. Well, I sold cars for about two weeks, yeah. and they called me over the loudspeaker. Uh, I had come from Chase as a licensed uh, banker, business yeah. banker. Same. Um, I wanted to make a hundred grand or more, yeah. and I jumped in. Two weeks later, they called me back, sat me down, said, "We just lost our finance manager. You come Dang. from finance, keep giving people their payments. Do you want to uh, Bro, jump in the saddle?" Crazy. And I said, "Well, I don't know what it all means, but yeah. let me call my wife." They said, "Wait, wait, wait, wait! You're not going to call your wife. Do you want to do it or not? <laughs> like you're you're about to go from a hundred to two hundred grand." Okay, I guess I, I'll do yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> so it's funny. I came from Chase. And, and then from Chase, I went and I was a I was credit, Chase. I was a credit analyst for a subprime auto finance company. Really? So we did loans. We did the 30% interest rates. That's why the 7% stuff is kind of, uh, um, yeah, yeah. We, we did, we did 30% interest rates on subprime, you know, for, for vehicles that were eight years old, had a hundred thousand miles, yep. you know, but because it was a Cadillac or a Mercedes, people yep. were buying them. And Sam so Tander we do were it. doing loans for drive time, <laughs> ugly duckling, all of them, man. So yeah. Yeah. Wow. And then I got into real estate. <laughs> That's nuts. Wow. Yeah. And I was with Chase. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. wow. Um, That's cool. But I don't even know where the hell I was going with that. <laughs> but yeah. So, so again, man, I think that a lot of people just need to be careful with their spending habits. Mm-hmm. Um, even like, so I'll even share with you and be honest, man, uh, our leadership meeting this morning, bro, we were getting ready to roll out and announce that we're going to do a gala next month. Mm-hmm. First choice was going to do the first annual gala and we we're going all out, man. And then yeah. started looking at expenses for it. And I was just like, dude, this is a lot of money. Right. A lot of money that I don't want to bank on. And yes, on it's cool. For. Yes, it, it, it may yeah. bring some clout, but will it bring business? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that's what, that's it. Thank God for the agents that were in my leadership meeting this morning, because that's exactly what they said mm-hmm. was, yeah, this is cool and all, but AJ, like we already have this thing going for first choice. We don't need this event. Right. We're going to do it just sure. for our agent, just for our brokerage. Sure. We were going to open it and make it a big event. And so um, they're like, let's just do something small just for our brokerage. And then we'll start in March next year for planning out for a big gala. There you go. For the end of the year. And yeah. I'm like, this is why this I have, is why I have you all. Because I, mean, here's, I was here's, ready to go. Here's <laughs> a thought. And maybe you've already thought of it. Maybe not. Yeah. But calling a meeting with your group and saying, hey, look, out of every transaction, we're going to bank up X amount for yeah. this gala. Yeah. And that means that it's not my gala. It's yeah. not, it's y- y'all's gala. Yeah. You invite who you want, but yeah. we're all contributing towards this. That yeah. way you're not at the beck and call of anybody exactly. contributing. This is our event. Exactly. So I, like I don't that. know. I like just, that. Uh, I, I'm a proponent in not um, asking for others' help in paying for stuff simply because I I want it to be my say. Same. If if you're going to pay some of it, that means that if you say, hey, we need to have this at the front door, we need yeah. to uh, do this this way, you've yeah. got a say in it. That's true. <laughs> I'm like, That's nah, true. I, That's I'm going to throw what our vision is going to be. And yeah. if we need help, then we won't do it or yeah. whatever the case. Yeah. But um, I think that's, that is changing. I yeah. think that that whole world is changing as far as value and what the money versus the value provides. Yeah. Um, because for me, I coach these guys to provide value, yeah. not money. Yeah. Give a realtor a deal. You guys can work on it. You'll learn from the transaction. You'll yeah. both make money. Yeah. But if you go and pay their tab, mm-hmm. what did anybody learn? Exactly. I want them to be able to fight over a tab yeah. with you yeah. type situation. Exactly. Because you're doing a good job and you're both making money and yeah. you're keeping the book of business going because you're both touching the referral but so partners. What is it that you're you're outlining also right there, the relationship, right? Yeah. You're either you're creating the relationship or you're reestablishing the relationship mm-hmm. or you're reinforcing the relationship. Yeah. But that's what it always comes down to, regardless of what the market does. Right? I agree. Regardless of how our market is good or bad. It's always going to come down to the relationship. If you are focusing on building or reestablishing or reinforcing your relationships with your database, with your sphere, you're going to be good. Yeah. You're going to be fine. You know, you'll be, I don't want to say recession proof, but you're going to be good compared to everyone else. And so, or to majority of others. Sure, sure. And so that's why too, you see some people freaking out right now and you see some people that are like, Ah, oh, we'll be good. Yeah. Like we're good. It's because they built relationships. It's true, you know. And so that's that's actually something I talked about this this week on the in the meeting on Monday. And I I kind of had I've already been known for being like you know being upset in our meetings, and and I'm trying to work on that. Uh, <laughs> I, I guess my tone or woosah, something. Woosah. Yeah, but but I told the agents because everyone was there or almost everyone, and it, we're there. And I'm like, look, y'all need to realize right now 
that everything that we train on every single week is how to reinforce or build relationships. Mm -hmm. Everything that I'm showing y'all, that we're showing y'all, isn't something made up or something we're reading from a book. It's something that I've done that's worked for me throughout the years. Right. It will work for you regardless if you're new or seasoned or not. I agree. But if you're not going to do this now, what's going to happen? You're either going to leave the business mm -hmm. or you're going to leave to another brokerage. But one thing that I'll tell you that I guarantee you is three years from now, whether you're at this brokerage or somewhere else, you're going to say AJ was right. Yeah. And that's one thing that I will say I'm confident about is Absolutely. that what we train on I'm right about it because it fucking works. Yeah. Hey, that's so, not being I upset, brother. Me. That's passion. Well, there you, you go. go. You <laughs> fired me up. I like to, I like <laughs> to refer to it as passion. passion. They're like, yeah. bro, you always so mad. And I'm just like, <laughs> oh. I'm not mad. Because no. at the end of the day, that person that is leaving the business, leaving the brokerage is still the same person. Yeah. And, and, then, and then they say the, it wasn't me. It was where I was at. Okay, you know? sure. So, sure. And, and yeah. I, I feel you on the, like, trying to get people, like, you're like, man, just do this. If you, if I can instill this in you, yeah, it'll dude. work. I promise. I've been through it all. Yeah. Yeah, I went through the high rates, low rates. Let's go. Yeah. And you just want to change them. And yeah. you can't. You so can't. that's where right. your passion right. comes that, from. And I will admit, that is the part that I struggle, oops, that I struggle with the most mm -hmm. is realizing I can't change their work ethic. Yeah. yeah. I can't force them to make the call. I can show them, I can teach them, I can train them on what to say, but I can't force them to pick up the phone. Because I can give them a hundred leads and be like, hey, call all these. Uh, and then they don't touch it. Yeah. I'm like, man, if I got that in front of me, I'm like, man, a part of me thinks like, ah, oh, you know, I don't want to do this. And the other part's like, you see your dreams? <laughs> yeah. Now it's time to go get them. Yeah. And that's where the risk comes in, right? If you yeah. don't do it, you're not going to make it. Yeah. yeah. That's, yeah. that's that's not true. wrong. That's not that's wrong true. at all. That's true. Um, I, there is, oh goodness, there were two things that I wanted to talk about and I forgot the first one. <laughs> <laughs> you were talking, oh, Says oh, Says oh. no leader uh, yeah, ever. Right? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. um, the the um, leading a horse to water. I use that quite mm -hmm. often given this situation. Yeah. Have you ever tried to hold a horse's head down in the water? <laughs> no. It's impossible. Okay. <laughs> That's the concept. You can lead them to the water. Yeah. There it is. But you cannot make them drink yeah. because a horse is too strong in their ways. And that's what I leave that to. Now, this last thing is for realtors out there, for lenders out there. We were talking about recession proof. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to give you a recession proof tip that if you listen to this show, You'll go and implement it and you'll be just fine. If you don't, hey, on you. On you. <laughs> recession proof. So if you look at what happens during a recession, you determine who's actually buying homes during a recession. It's typically talked about that the wealthy are continuing to buy. You've got your A paper. We call them the 700 bullet credit yep. score with 20% mm -hmm. down A paper. Mm -hmm. Yes, they're going to buy because they can. Um Despite high rates, you're talking about cash buyers, things of that nature. Yeah. But then there's this demographic of people that is totally overlooked every single time. And it is why our business has really never taken a big hit when silly things like this happen is because we focus on those that need help, mm -hmm. need assistance. Hey, mm -hmm. you got bad credit right now? No problem. Let's put mm -hmm. you on a game plan. Let's get you to where you need to be to get you into a home. And we do a lot of consumer direct, so a lot of that stuff comes in. So all the while, we're working on people's credit, we're showing them what they need to do to get themselves in a position to buy. The coolest thing that happens is the moment you tell them they're ready to go, they find a house within 20, 40, 48 hours. Yeah. Done. And then they yeah. end up giving you more people than you ever imagined as referrals. Yep. Now, they might be the same type of demographic because birds of a feather flock together. True. But... It's also recession-proof type people. Yeah. You've just got to put in a little bit more work. Yep. So realtors out there, if you're not partnering with a lender that knows how to fix credit, that knows how to give real advice on what to do with the credit stuff, um, I guess start looking around. I, I don't know. But in a recession, credit-challenged folks, people that have been to other lenders and said no, those people will... They'll buy a house. It doesn't matter the interest rate because they're used to it. They're used to higher rates. They're used to um, getting turned down or denied. But in this case, you're showing them how you're giving them the keys to the kingdom and you're giving them an a, a ability to grow some wealth for themselves for once in their life most of the time. Yeah. And that is, I think it speaks volumes. For um, sure. We've got a lot of agents that on social media and it's not the masses, but that's what the message goes out there. Yeah. Um, a luxury agent. 
Mm-hmm. I, I only deal with this kind of person mm-hmm. and this kind of person. Okay, well, mm-hmm. then your business is about to run dry, yeah. <laughs> just so you know. <laughs> For real. Because if you're not getting your hands dirty in this type of market, then they'll just stay clean. That's true, man. That, that's that's <laughs> true. It, it's the same to say, like, you know, the quicker that the agent in our industry or just in, in general right now nationally, the quicker that the agent can realize that and accept, not just realize, but accept that this is our new normal. Yes the quicker they'll be on their way to be okay. That's right. But it's those agents that are just like, well, when is the rate going to go back down? What do you think they're saying to their client? Yeah, you know? Correct. So, so Good adapt, point. adapt yes. and, and, and understand and accept this is our new normal. It's not going away yeah. anytime soon. Let's accept that. And right? I think the acceptance piece is, has a lot to do with educating themselves yeah. on what's actually happening. Yeah. A lot of people are seeing stuff on the TV and YouTube and hearing that. So then they go and repeat it. Yeah. Without even doing their <laughs> the own actual yeah, research. And they're shooting dude. themselves in the foot. Yeah, dude. That's so frustrating. It, it's That's a so time for them to um, truly stand out yeah. and be the expert. Don't yeah. say something without saying why. Yeah. Well, so, and, and I don't know if I can tie this in and make it make sense, but it, it, look at this week alone in general. I'll, I'll try to use this week as an example with everyone sharing um, uh, that little thing with the costume where you put oh, your yes, picture yes, in there. Yes, Everyone's yes, sharing yes. that. Did y'all do it? <laughs> no, I didn't do I it. Didn't okay, do but it. we saw it. Okay, but JC had a badass yeah, one. You did it, yeah, JC? Did. Oh, okay, yeah, okay. he did. So everyone's doing that right mm-hmm. now, right? They're falling in line to doing this and making it funny. And Correct. Like it, at some point, it's like, all right, this roll. isn't funny anymore. Right. Like, it's not funny anymore, right? Yes. But but it just goes to show what they see on social media is what they start portraying in a way. Yep. You know, how quickly the fire spreads. Right. And so that's why I tell the agents in our brokerage, like, I don't ever want to see you posting a meme, making fun of this market, making fun of a buyer, making fun of a seller mm-hmm. because the rates have gone up. Like, mm-hmm. don't, don't be making fun of people because like it, it blows my mind to see stuff like that. But then your next post says, oh, are you looking to buy? Like, I'm your, like you're making <laughs> fun. Dare you're you. mocking the people that yep. you're trying to help and get business from. But then you're making these funny posts because you think it's funny and you're just going right. to make everybody else laugh. No, you're offending people. That's and exactly so right. It's the same thing for credit repair people. You yeah. know, I see the credit repair people making fun of when someone wants to go to a concert and they spend a couple hundred bucks on a concert instead of fixing their credit. It's like. So you're going to make fun of them, but then you're going to ask them to go for and subscribe to you you're to fix wrong. their credit. Like. You know what I mean? You're not so, wrong. So I'm really big on what you. I'm not saying that that costume thing was a bad thing. It was funny. It was funny. But I'm trying to. It just was funny relate the, to the first and the health, second time, but after yeah, that, it was like that okay, s- that fire spreads. You're a clown. At yeah. the end of the day, yeah. come up with your own shit. Yeah, come up. Be unique. Be right? unique. Be unique. Um, but but also just more importantly, be careful what you post, man, because. Uh, dude, I don't know if you remember back in the day how I was with my social media, dude. I was bad. Like I was, especially during election season. Oh, dude. I was like posting all my political views and like I was so arrogant about it. I and, learned pretty quickly. Yeah. And I learned, I learned it. And, yeah. and I'll never forget when my, my coach told me, he's like, dude, you're pissing off 50% of your audience 50%, already. 50%. That's and, exactly right. And then I had a client one time, a client one time commented on my post and he goes, you know, AJ, and, and I was so arrogant, but he goes, you know, AJ, you should be very careful on on uh posting your political stance because you may uh distract or you may cause someone not want to work with you mm-hmm. and then i responded right away and i was just like if someone chooses to not work with me because they can't separate the qualities i have in being a, a great realtor versus my my personal or political opinion then i don't want to work with them anyway and and all the while you're going damn yeah people are so simple like, and they why won't. don't I just cut this shit out like <laughs> yeah. and stop yeah. doing no this. more religion no yeah. more politics yeah. that's, <laughs> yeah. uh, and that's something that my mom instilled like whenever I became an insurance agent the first thing she's like you're not going to talk politics uh-huh. you're not going <laughs> to talk about religion don't nope. tell anybody anything none no. of beliefs they don't care yeah and I was like and if they do care they they probably won't work with you if you, yeah. you're in a different stance yeah. than they are that's it true. is true how are we doing on time hour. I love it, man. Yeah. I can feel it. Ooh. Yeah. I can feel nice. It. nice. Um, well, guys, I mean, this has been a pretty good episode. Um, I, I would say um, each of you, do you want a, a spotlight to just like say what you, is on your mind by all means? Yeah. AJ, you, Matt, you who wants go to go ahead. first? I'll go first. Go uh, ahead. From the yeah. cuff. So, um, yeah, I just want to share with y'all, you know, I'm really big on positive influence, right? And and being a positive influence and, and instilling that in others and, and, and just pushing influence on others in a positive way. Yeah. Um, you know, and I think we need to continue to see more of that. You know, we got what, we got an election going on next week. And, uh, I think a lot of people need to be careful on what they're posting. 
Um, you know, I get it. Everyone's got their own view on stuff and, and that's great and all, but at the same time, um, I, I think what I, what I, what a lot of people love the most about this country is the freedom of expression, freedom of, of choice and freedom of just being able to say what you want to say and ha let that be your own belief, but don't necessarily push it on others, you know, mm -hmm. to where it comes to like, just, just trying to persuade someone into believing something that, that doesn't necessarily fall in line for them. And so that's what's been heavy in my heart lately. What I've been seeing on social media that, that I think a lot of people need to work on is, is just being more cautious, you know, because I think that it's starting to get out of hand again yeah. and I see it. And, uh, and I think that that's, that's very crucial to, to what we are, um, not just as a nation, not what we're about, not just as a nation, but what we're teaching others and teaching our children, you know? And so, um, so yeah, that's really it. Not, not so I much agree. business related or my brokerage, <laughs> no, but just okay. more so on that, you know, being a positive influence and, and you'll never see me post anything like that. So that's yeah. awesome. Good deal. Yeah. Matt. Um, I, I think the only, I mean, from this whole discussion that we have, I, I would say if you're thinking about taking the risk, do it. Yeah. yeah. Because the repercussions of not, you'll never know. Yeah. It'll hurt you'll you. never it'll, know. Yeah. And that'll hurt so much more. Yeah. Um, well, I guess guys, I will close this out with, um, we've got a lot of folks out there that are being seen as mentors that mm. are playing the mentor role. Um, and for each of you out there that are following someone, whether um, you know them to be risk takers or not, ask them and talk to them about some of the risks that they've actually taken um, in their lives and ask them about some of their failures. I think that we talk too much about victories and don't express our failures. So people think that this life is easy. Yeah. Um, and it, it, I believe it paints a, a depiction of something that is false because every person in this room right now has taken risks and has failed from probably more of the risks that they've taken than they've actually succeeded. Yeah. Um, so to your point of be careful what you post, yeah. uh, um, putting content out there. I think what it is, is people have too much damn time on their hands. Yeah. So yeah. take some of that time, take some of these key factors that we've discussed today and go out there and take some risks. Yeah. Okay. I Guys, like it. Thank yeah. you so much for joining thank me you, today. Yeah, Matt. yeah, thank you. AJ, Definitely. thank you. We thank can't you, we, um make sure to like, subscribe. I don't say that enough. Sorry. It's just like of one too, of those man. things. <laughs> um, but yeah, make sure to like, subscribe, share with a friend. You never know who's going to need this information. And uh you could be that person that puts it in front of them. So um until the next time, we'll catch you on the next one. <laughs>